I don't know, man. I don't know that anybody knows what's going on. I certainly don't. But we can't really know how the future is going to unfold. But we can consciously choose how to respond to the present. If you want to learn more, come join me. Learn about the stardust that you are. Hey, Rachel, coming to you, Living with the Transits, episode 11. Put on your seatbelts, because we're going to fly. You ready? Here we go. So we talked about Saturn and Jupiter last. Uh, You found your Jupiter, found the house, found the keywords. You did the same with Saturn, house, and keywords. Uh, Personal illustration. I have Jupiter at 29 degrees of Cancer in my ninth house. And essentially what that means is if you have any planets at 29 zero degrees like in those first as it's changing from one sign to the next that's called an anoretic degree I don't fully grasp what that means I have been told that it indicates that when you have something at 29 degrees you carry the weight of the lesson what that lesson is I think I'm still trying to figure that out because it's the ninth house of uh, or mine personally is the ninth house of philosophy and higher learning it's in cancer at 29 degrees, which means that Jupiter, uh, I guess, sort of expands that. Uh, but it also, because it's in Cancer, I think it have a tendency to emotionally indulge in food. <laughs> I think it have a propensity for weight gain in my relationship with food, because I do have an emotional relationship with food. Um, and it's how I cope with things in my inner world, which is why my weight has fluctuated so dramatically throughout my life. That's a whole nother story. All right, so Jupiter, and then uh, Jupiter is orbit is, yep, 12 years. Okay, Saturn, 29 years. My Saturn is in the 10th house of Virgo, and it's conjunct something that's called the North Node. We can talk about that. The point I want to make, though, is about a conjunction. If you're looking at your natal chart and you see planets that are sort of close together, uh, you'll notice little numbers that are written by them. Um, the, if there's like a five degree difference or so, that's considered to be conjunct, meaning those two planets or those two aspects in your natal chart sort of influence one another. They're talking to each other uh, daily. So my Virgo, uh, conjunct my North Node in the 10th house, says to me that I'm here to be of service to the community. I'm here of being of service um, to the world at large, I suppose. Um, I'm curious to know what you've discovered about your Saturn and your Jupiter. But let's go ahead and move on to the last three remaining big, big planets that float around our day star known as the sun. Let's go to Uranus. Uranus has an 84-year-long orbit around the sun. Uh, Its symbol looks like a little stick figure with two scoopy ears on either side. It looks like a satellite. Um, Saturn represents things like unpredictable change, rebellion, it can be very eccentric. Uh, it also, you know, rules over things like inventions, sort of strokes of brilliance, science, technology. It's very humanitarian. It likes to instigate and is a huge proponent for individual freedom, Uranus is in the world of mythology, the personification of heavens. Uh, he's the Greek sky god. Uh, the Roman version of Uranus is a name I'm not very familiar with. C-A-E-L-U-S, Calus, I suppose. 
Um, and in the Mesopotamian culture, he's most associated with a god by the name of Anu, A-N-U. So look those up, see if that enriches your understanding at all. I'm curious to know what sticks. Um, Uranus was, according to mythology, was born of Gaia or Mother Earth and then mated with Gaia or Mother Earth and had the first round of Titans. So Uranus is the father of the Titans and the sky god, respectively. So look to see where your Uranus is. If you have any planets that are in your first house, um, which is equivalent to your rising sign, that also might have a profound influence or distinction in how you show up in the world. So I have Uranus in my first house, which I interpret to mean that I was born to disrespect my surroundings. That's what we're going to go with. That's what I'm telling myself, but with kindness, with kindness. So look at your Uranus. That is your stroke of brilliance. That is where you um, are here to challenge the status quo within yourself, with other people. Um, yeah, that's that's the embodiment of how you are original, what your uniqueness, what you bring to the table, I suppose. And uh, there are large generations of people that have Uranus in a particular sign. So that also carries a generational flavor. Uh, I wish I could tell you more details, but I don't have them at the ready. But you should look up and see, like, in terms of the generations, like millennials, Gen X, boomers, so on and so forth, see, you know, what years Uranus is in what. And see if you can, uh, at the risk of generalizing large groups of people, see if you can and discern how Uranus is showing up in those generational issues, I suppose. Okay, I hope that makes sense. Let's move on to Neptune. Neptune takes 165 years to go around the sun. So Neptune's a pretty big deal. It's a big gas giant, just like Uranus and Saturn. It's way out there in the in the solar system. Uh, Neptune represents things like mysticism, uh, your psychic sensitivity, dreams, fantasy. It's also dissolution, confusion, deception. It's both ideals and illusions. Neptune is originally a minor god in the Roman pantheon um, and responsible for fresh water sources. However, when uh, when they emerged with with Greece and Greek traditions, his status was bolstered when he was identified with Poseidon. So Neptune and Poseidon essentially are the same sort of archetype. Um, the interesting thing about Neptune, well, lots of things are interesting, but Saturn, all right, so here's a little fa family history. Saturn was Neptune's daddy, but Saturn ate Neptune and all of his kids because Saturn was scared of being usurped by his kids. Now think back to what we talked in a previous episode about Saturn once upon a time being the outer limit of our perceived solar system. <laughs> I find that an interesting curveball. So perhaps Saturn was, was pissed that the other ones were discovered. I don't know. But at any rate, Saturn ate his kids because he didn't want to be usurped. But luckily for Neptune, his mom tricked his dad by, and saved him. And because Saturn was, was so, you know, well, the thing is, is that Neptune's mom came down with a rock, swaddled in clothes, and was like, here, Saturn, here's your kid. And so he 
didn't want the kid to live because he didn't want his power taken, so he swallowed the rock. And because he swallowed the rock, it forced him to vomit up all of the kids he'd already eaten. So he ended up barfing Neptune back into the sea. He just tossed him out into the sea. So after Saturn's defeat, (laughs) I know this is strange, Saturn was defeated at Neptune and Neptune's siblings, Jupiter and Pluto, divided up the universe among themselves, assuming jurisdiction over the sky, Uranus, the underworld, Pluto, and the sea, Neptune. These family reunions were probably pretty intense when they hung out together up there on that mountain, or wherever it is that they hung out. But yeah, there's some deep history here, evolution of stories even. So find your Neptune, <laughs> find your Neptune, see what house it's in, look at the keywords, write all of that down, and see how, uh, how, how Neptune might show up for you personally. My Neptune is in my second house, Sagittarius, so interestingly enough, second house also has to do with, what does second house have to, you know what, I'll get back to you, because I don't know for sure off the top of my head. All right, Neptune. So then let's hit the final planet for this particular series. Let's get to Pluto. Pluto is the big dog that just stationed to go direct on October 8th of 2022. Um, We are preparing for our last and final pass for the United States Pluto return of the Declaration of Independence, respectively. Uh, So Pluto, what does Pluto mean? Well, I'm glad you asked. Pluto takes 250 years to orbit around the sun. For the United States specifically, this means that we are revisiting the date of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. And I listened to Ann Ortley's uh, weekly podcast um, every week, and she pointed out something that someone else had pointed out to her, and I thought I'd toss it out here. So uh, it has been suggested that actually we have had a Pluto return here in the in the country before it's just that we weren't quite yet the united states we were still a collection of british colonies but the first one was around 1619 now i want you to look up and see what happened in the american or the british colonies here in north america in 1619 and the second or the the first the next pass was um uh civil war we revisited some of those energies in the Civil War. Slavery was ended, but racism not so much. So we'll fast forward to the ongoing Pluto return and remember that it hasn't been that long since women and people other than land-owning white men have been allowed to participate in this democratic republic. So if you want to uh, make a difference and make a change, what does that look like? What systems can we use that are already in place and what systems need to be completely just overhauled, right? <clears throat> All right, so let me cycle back around to uh, why it matters to you. <laughs> Find your Pluto, what house it's in, keywords. Pluto is the ruler of the Greek underworld. Now, he's 
earlier name is, is Hades, but then Hades sort of evolved to become a place more so than a personification. So Pluto became the personification of the underworld. Um, there was a, the three-way division once Saturn vomited back up the children that he ate. I know it sounds weird, but you know what? How else are we going to explain it? It's big concepts. It's not so literal, right? While it is also literal at the same time. Okay. Greek three-way division with Zeus or Jupiter, Neptune or Poseidon, and Pluto who rules the underworld. This is also secrets. Pluto represents abuse of power. Um, so yeah, I'd say that I'd say that I see that out in the world right now. This, this sort of ex expo exposed ex exposure, uh, shining a light on deep deep dark secrets. Sort of pulling up the floorboards of the structure that we've built and seeing all the grossness underneath. That's. That's where we are. We are being invited to look at, examine, expose, shine the light upon some of the seedier aspects of the structure we've built for ourselves. Um, and for the United States as a whole in this particular dance with the planets, I don't know. You tell me. Look around. What do you see? <laughs> what do you see? I'm having a Pluto transit as we speak, actually. The Sun and Venus are pressing right on my Pluto. I mean, they are right on top of my Pluto, and my Pluto is in the 12th house. So I understand this as an opportunity to be open to what is being illuminated for me personally. My own secrets, my own growing edges, as well as moments of insight. Uh, because the Sun is currently shining on my natal Pluto right now. Um, and your 12th house is the house of hidden things. It can be the house of self subconscious. And you combine that with Pluto, the house of secrets. Well, there's, there's, there's mysteries that are sometimes hard for me to, to reach. I know them, but I cannot verbalize them. So um, see where your Pluto is. Uh, know that that's an area of life that uh, requires, requires some personal attention right now. Be gentle with your Pluto. Um, understand that Pluto wants to help you transform. Pluto wants to help you change and evolve. The times that we find ourselves in, anortly, or anortly, <laughs> I'm pulling off anortly a lot this week. Uh, she mentioned this is something that we can go through or it's something that we can grow through. Your choice. We can evolve here. Let's evolve. So lean into your Pluto. Lean into your Neptune. Lean into your Uranus. Lean into all of the stardust that you are. Understand these, these building blocks. And then, uh, then maybe we can dive deeper into understanding how they all dance together. Um, and also how these archetypes are communicated through other aspects. It's not just your natal chart. It's also uh, in your relationships. It's um, in your own spiritual practices. It's, this is not like, this is not a, a prescriptive thing. It's, a, it's a, another way of describing human experience in our connection to one another and the world around us. All right, well, I'm going to go take a walk 
And I hope that you know what you need in order to show up for yourself, to build structure and habits that make you feel safe, to help you thrive, that nurture your ego, that make your heart feel safe, and that empower you to show up exactly who you are so that we can show up for each other, okay? You rock my face. Uh, I don't know where we're going next, but holler if you have any questions. Embodiedstardust at gmail.com. I think that's it. All right, man, just show up. I love you, and uh, stay tuned.